Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, I sit down with Patriots Wire managing editor Jordy McElroy as he breaks down New England's chances of pushing Kansas City to a third straight loss. Also, we take another look back at my NFL Combine conversations with this year's rookie class. But first, following all the controversy from the final drive in the Chiefs' loss to the Bills, we hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as they share their thoughts on the officials in their post-game press conferences. I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general, I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that, and who knows if we win. So as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. That's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, I mean they're human, man. They made mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, every week we're talking about something and. All I can do is go out there and give everything I have, and I'm proud of the guys. That's what we did. It was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. Patrick, what do you like a better term when they boil over? Was it that itself, or was it the economy? It's the call, man. Just in that moment, I mean, it's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game, and for it to to happen on the flag change the outcome of the game. Um, in that moment, I mean, I, I've played seven years and never had that, never had offense all sides called. I mean, that's we, that's elementary school. We we talk about and you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and and it doesn't get called. And if it does, they they warn you, and there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's tough, man. It, it, I mean, lost words, man. It's just it's tough because regardless of win or lose, man. Just, just for the, the end of, with another game, and we're talking about the refs, man. This is not what we want for any for the NFL or for football. Patrick, you were getting after pretty good at the right end there. Did, did you get any kind of explanation? None. None from any one of my three different refs. No one said anything. A real question, too, if I maybe Vaughn Miller was lined up offside later in that same drive, so kind of they just said it all one way, not the other. No, I mean, that's the thing is, I'd rather like, let, let us play, man. Like, let us play the game. And then whatever happens, happens. Like the whole throwing the flag and deciding the game one or another, um, that that that's what hurts me. That's why, like last week, I didn't say anything because it's it's letting us play, man. Let us let's go out there and win the game. I said I'd rather them let us play and go out there and, and see who wins. I mean, that's what you want as a competitor is you, you practice all week to go out there and try to win, and uh, you want it to be about the, your team and that team and see what happens. You never want it to be you don't want to be talking about this stuff after the game, um, and. And that, that, that's 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 it. Man. I'm not worried about if there was a flag on the next player or whatever. Like if not a flag, it's I just want to I want to go out there and play and then see what happens at the end, see what the score is, and then and then then we can I can live with the results. Andrew, we know you follow a lot of football. Do you feel like this is like a frustration to you, or do you feel like it might be a flag problem as far as the I mean, just I mean, the, the flag today was tough. Just I mean, offensive all sides. It's. It's it's something that I mean, you, as a, as a, like I said, elementary school, we talk about you line up, you point to the ref. If you're good, you're not good. If not, they come to you. They we talk. You need to get off the ball more. You need to be on the ball more. You have a discussion. I mean, that's 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 the ref's job. I mean, that they you want to have an open discussion so you can go out there for the best product you can on the field. Um, and for him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything, and 
I, I saw the picture. I mean, he probably is. I mean, barely off, barely off sides. But for him to, to take the game into his hands over a, a call like that, it doesn't affect the play at all. At all, didn't affect anything. Um, I mean, it's just tough, man. And like I said, man, that's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play that won't be shown because we threw a flag on front offensive all sides. And so it takes away from not only this game and this season, but from a legendary career that Travis has had. And I mean, that hurts me because I know how, how how hard he works for it. I saw I saw the flag first, like right when the ball snapped. I thought it was defensive all sides because I, I mean. Where the flag was thrown from that guy, all, I, all I've ever seen is um, illegal, illegal formation procedure, something like that, false start, or all five of the defense. Um, so when I, 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 as I threw the ball, I didn't see it off the snap, but I threw the ball, saw the flag before I ran down the cell door with my teammates, and I was like, oh, some, they, they got something we're going to be able to go out there and play. And, and, and then, like I said, like it's, there's a minute left. There's, I'm not guaranteeing we win this football game with Josh as the quarterback of the other team. Um, but, I mean, you might have took away a moment from him as well. I mean, that's just that's part of it. So, uh, it's tough, man. It, it's real tough. And all we can do is bounce back and just try to go out there and get everything we have. And um, uh, we're playing a tough, tough team this next week that plays really good defense. So, uh, we just got to move on and try to try to keep this thing going. I mean, it's a legendary moment, man. I mean, nothing that's not taught. Something only a couple people in this world would even think about doing, um, and for him to make that play in that moment, miss, making the catch, making a couple of dudes miss, and throwing the ball across the field to another guy and scoring a touchdown in that moment, um, I hope they still show it whenever whenever he goes into the Hall of Fame because that's that's a legendary moment that uh, we didn't get to didn't get to really uh, witness. Patrick, you dealt with defeat obviously before. This is a different kind of feeling. It seems like how do you try to process this to start moving forward? All you, you, you can't do, um, just like this last week, um, you, you move on. You watch the film tomorrow morning or tonight, whenever that is. You learn from it. I learn from mistakes. Learn from stuff you did good, um, and you move on. That's how, that's how the NFL works. I mean, obviously the division's gotten tighter now. Um, we got to do whatever we can to flip the script on our season uh, at this middle part, um, and that's going to be going to New England and trying to play a, a legendary coach um, and, a, and a football team that's played uh, better football these last few weeks. So uh, it's going to be. It's going to be a great challenge for us, um, but um, I was proud to have a guys play today, and hopefully we can just move on and keep it going throughout the, and try to flip the script the rest of the season. Now, um, I had a chance to go back through the tape and evaluate it. We, uh, like I mentioned to the team, there's some, there's some good things in there um, that, uh, that are going to help us. We're getting better in some spots, uh, but we've got to clean up some things uh, with the penalties and drops and so uh offensively and then um obviously the scores early uh on the defensive side we've got to take care of that so you know we're not we're not playing from behind there so but some of that also was turnovers uh on the offensive side and, and that added up to it so with that um i i know what i said about the officials yesterday or uh, insinuated about the officials um uh, listen, there are, no, there are no excuses on this thing. Um, I, I, you know, that's not what we're what I'm saying. And I've always had a good working relationship with these guys, and that's the important part. So they know when they tell me something with a guy that I'm gonna go address the guy like right now, 
and make sure that it, it gets changed. When, when you're talking about inches, you know, those type of things, and those, those happen in the game. I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so this isn't an excuse or a blame on the officials for blowing the game. That's not what it is, but it's that working relationship. That part is so important in this thing. And so, because you can see it, you see it on both sides, you know, whether it's a defensive end lining up uh, in the neutral zone at times or, or that, just you give the head coach a heads up. And then in our case, uh, we get them, we, we tell them. And then if they get called, listen, that's, uh, that's, you know, they, they, you were warned. And so that's how it's worked over the years. That, that's what I was really, uh, really trying to get across. Um, and I, I, I take a lot of pride in taking what the officials give me and, and going to our players and telling them, like immediately telling them and, and giving them that and telling them that, Hey, listen, they're giving you a warning. If you don't do it, that's on your, on your plate. And that's the important part that I was trying to get across, but probably not very well after the game. So anyways, with that, um, uh, we've got to do better, uh, just all the way around. And, um, that's, that's what we're striving for. But at the same time, we're getting better. Uh, and it's so close. It's, it's crazy. So, and I think the guys, they, they, they understand what, what, what we've got to get done. So with that, uh, time's yours. Uh, Brent, I'll have a quick thing, um, just after this, but, uh, coach, it, it did seem like you had some positive signs that final sequence, uh, aside 340 plus yards, yards on the ground. What, uh, specifically offensively from this game do you feel like maybe you broke through in a sense and could build on, uh, as you go here? Yeah. I thought, listen, Pete, I thought we had a, a good blend of things going. That's what I thought. Um, of, of the run, the screen, the quick screens, the pass that we we're presenting a, a lot out there, uh, for a, for a defense, uh, to have to defend. And so, and we were doing that, uh, with accuracy for the most part. Um, we've, listen, there are a couple that we've got to work on. Uh, that's, you come out of every game like that, but, um, you know, we, we've, we had a lot of yards and, and that was a positive thing. And I thought the guys came out with the right intent. They were playing their tail off, aggressive, hard football, both sides of the ball and on special teams. So, um, we just, we've got to clean up some of these, uh, self-destructive things. And, uh, whether it's the penalties, whether it's the drops, whether it's, a, um, the, the turnovers. Um, you gotta clean, we gotta clean that up and, and we'll, we'll be okay. And we're, you know, we're, we have to be consistent with that. And then just the housekeeping category, what are your expectations for Justin Ross and his reintegration potentially this week? Yeah, we'll just see kind of where he's at. You know, let's, um, physically and it's hard to be gone that long and just kind of jump right back in. So, uh, we'll just have to see where, where he's at. Hey, Andy, um, regardless of whether that penalty on Kadarius Tony, um, should have been called or not, uh, I think you'd probably agree after looking at it, he was offside. So what's your, um, coaching message to him today or, or Wednesday, whenever you see him next? And Brad will have a second question as well. Yeah. So listen, normally, normally the sideline and just gets an okay. Um, and on that one, he just happened not to. So that would be the coaching point. Just make sure you check. Make sure you check with the guy on the 
on the side just to see if you're aligned. I mean, he's not lining up off sides on purpose. Um, and listen, he was two inches away from, from, or an inch from being legal. And, um, you know, so I, I mean, you know, you, you can always, like I said, you can argue both sides of it. It's, uh, um, for both teams, there, there are things that happen where people, um, you know, just it happens like that. So I guess the league's trying to clean that up I, from what I heard um, uh, by one of the broadcasters last night. So I didn't, I, I don't, you know, whatever. Okay. And um, that that's not the first mistake he's made, obviously, that's been a big point in the game that's really cost you guys this year. Um, are you anywhere close to maybe um, getting to a point with him where maybe he you feel like he needs a little more development, a little more coaching before he gets more playing time? Are you anywhere near that point at all with him? Well, the thing I know, Adam, is he makes plays. You know, he makes plays when he has the ball in his hand, and um, and that that that's the important part. He's a young guy. I mean, he, this is he doesn't have it. He's not coming to us with a ton of experience. So. Um, but I think he's getting better uh, every week. This is one of those things, Adam, that, um, you know, but I don't see that as being a, being a negative. I look at the things that he produced on, too. So, Hey, Andy, just wanted to follow up on something you just said as far as you heard on the broadcast um, that this was something they're emphasizing. Have you heard in any other avenues that this was going to be a point of emphasis at all? Uh, well, I guess maybe they mentioned it to us probably somewhere. If, if the broad, if this was one of the officials saying it on the broadcast. So it was, uh, um, I'm sure that they probably mentioned it somewhere. But it's, it's not something that you've gone over with your team because it's been some, I, I know you guys get stuff in training camp that you're, you're, uh, the, you're the officials come to give us everything. So, so that's, uh, you know, uh, everything's been covered, Sam. Um, it's different for sure. Um, playing nickel, the corner, um, leverage and stuff like that about the game. But I feel it's still corner at the end of the day, so you just got to get the job done. Uh, what was your reaction to seeing your former teammate Brian Cook uh, last year um, in terms of like him being in the Super Bowl and like he was just in this place last year? Um, that was crazy to me because I, when I first seen it, I'm like, hold on, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. i like, this is B first year in the NFL. I'm like, that's crazy. Congrats for him on doing that. When you talk about players to highlight for the Patriots in this upcoming game against the Chiefs, obviously you have to start with the top. You have to start with Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi's a guy that kind of came into his own last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, at least for a first half, right? At least for a first half, Bailey Zappi suddenly looked like the second coming of Tom Brady. And then it was almost like that Cinderella story, you know, when the clock struck midnight. And then all of a sudden, Bailey Zappi, he went from riches to rags again, throwing for only 44 yards, no touchdowns in the second half. Patriots didn't even score a point. That can't happen against this Chiefs team. 
Not with Patrick Mahomes under center. Bailey Zappi and the Patriots offense, they're going to have to play 48 minutes of football to even have a prayer in this fight. So Bailey Zappi's the guy to keep an eye on. Can he can he maintain the same sort of poise that you saw against the Steelers? Can he make plays? Can he can he can he throw the ball downfield? You know, some of those throws he had against the Steelers, I just kind of sat back in my seat thinking there the audacity of Bailey Zappi to be willing and dealing down the field on the Steelers defense. But the thing is, that's the difference between Zappi and Mac Jones. Zappi doesn't get he doesn't get rattled in these games. He doesn't get shaken in the moment. He's a guy that's willing to step up, put his butt into it, and make some of these throws downfield. Can he continue to do so against the Chiefs? It's something to keep an eye on in this game. Another player to watch, Zeke Elliott. He's a player that's been kind of forgotten. You know, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys could probably use Zeke Elliott right about now. But he's a player that's kind of been hidden there behind Ramondre Stevenson, and he was a bit unleashed last week with Stevenson going down with the ankle injury. The Patriots needed someone to lean on, and they were able to lean on the legs of Zeke Elliott. Obviously, the offensive line for the Patriots hasn't been good. So that that's hurt. But this time, you know, against the Steelers, the Patriots' offensive line stepped up, and they played significantly better in that matchup. Can the offensive line continue to play well? Can Zeke continue to make plays? Zeke actually led the Patriots in receptions in that game. So that, that's something else to keep an eye on. The second-place person in receptions in that game against the Steelers, it's an old friend for the Kansas City Chiefs, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's another guy that I would keep an eye on in this matchup. You know, Juju going back home and playing against Pittsburgh, the team that drafted him, to be able to put up four receptions for 90 yards when the guy's basically been plastered on the side of a milk carton for most of the season was incredible stuff. And the Patriots need more of it. They need a lot more of it here against the Chiefs. So can Juju Smith-Schuster kind of step up and be that guy that the Patriots can, can rely on against this Chiefs defensive backfield? Something to keep an eye on. I just said it a second ago, the offensive line. It doesn't matter what happens. If the Patriots' offensive line, if they stink in this matchup, they're in trouble. We can't have Bailey Zappi doing snow angels in the dirt in this game. Bailey Zappi needs time to make plays, and he needs time to throw the ball downfield, and that starts in the trenches with the guys up front. They have to be competitive in this matchup. Then we look on the defensive side of the ball. Talking about defensive players to highlight, I'm starting at the top. Jabril Pepper, safety. He's been one of the best players on the Patriots team, defense or offense. It doesn't matter. The guy's been remarkable. You know, he made my... Team MVP. If, I, if I'm handing out Team MVP awards for the Patriots, my guy would be Jabril Peppers. He's just a, he's a playmaker, and he just seems to always be around things when they happen, whether it's an interception, whether, whether it's causing a fumble, picking up a fumble. He just, he just seems to always be in the vicinity to make plays. That's a guy to keep an eye on, especially when you're playing against, you know, a crafty offense like, like the Chiefs have there with Andy Reid play calling. You know, you're going to need your stars to show up, and Jabril Peppers is one of those guys for the Patriots this season. Another another guy to keep an eye on in this matchup, you know, should I say another two guys to keep an eye on in this matchup, Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson, the corners for the Patriots. You know, look, the Patriots' defensive backfield, they've been banged up throughout this season. You don't have Christian Gonzalez there. 
the great rookie that was coming out of Oregon, that he's actually, he's played Tyree Kill better than anyone else has for this entire season in that matchup earlier in the year. But J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones, two veteran guys, they've stepped up and they've made plays in the previous weeks. Another, th another player to keep an eye on, Jelani Tavad, Patriots linebacker. Doesn't get enough credit. Jawan Bentley up front, Patriots linebacker. These guys are not getting enough credit. But you see, you see what they're doing to football teams. You look at the rushing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitch Trubisky led the, led the Steelers in rushing yards in that game with 30. Completely shut out Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and those guys. The previous week, previous to that, against the Los Angeles Chargers, the Chargers all-world running back, you know, Austin Eckler, the guy that can do everything. Austin Eckler, 14 carries for 18 yards. This Patriots defense is tough. And, you, and you also you got to kind of wonder if the if the if the Chiefs, if they'll have Isaiah Pacheco in this game. You know, just something to keep an eye on with this Patriots defense here. Prediction? If you're asking me my prediction, look, I've been one of these people pounding my chest earlier in the season. I had to learn the hard way, I guess. You know, I'm one of these guys where I guess I stick my hand on the stove and burn myself. I might stick it on there again just because I'm daring. I picked the Patriots way too many times. But there's no way I'm picking them in this matchup. Do you guys know a name, Henry Tillman? Most of you probably don't know that name. But I bet you if I told you the name, Buster Douglas, you would know who I'm talking about. Buster Douglas, the man that upset Mike Tyson, the man that handed the, the heavyweight great his first loss. Henry Tillman was the man that Tyson fought in his comeback fight after getting KO'd by Buster Douglas. If I'm the New England Patriots, I'm feeling like Henry Tillman right about now, and that's kind of what I expect to happen. I expect the, the, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, who looked fighting mad at the end of that game last week against the Buffalo Bills to come along and to KO this Patriots team that was somehow playing over its head last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's back to reality this week for the Patriots. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs in this matchup 27-13. I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Please follow us on X at The Chiefs Wire for your latest updates on news and everything going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Until next time.